With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, assistant sports editor for multimedia at the Post-Gazette, joined by Ray Fittipaldo, our Steelers beat reporter, because it is training camp week. Ray, are you excited? Yeah, I'll be uh, down the uh, complex today for an Alex Highsmith news conference. He, of course, signed last week, and then it's off to Latrobe on Wednesday morning, and I'll be up there pretty much every day for the next three or four weeks. So, uh, yeah, vacation is over, Adam, and uh, Steelers training camp is upon us. It is time to get down to it. Just a reminder, this is the North Shore Drive podcast. I am your host, Adam Bittner, today in for Ray Fittipaldi, or excuse me, in for Christopher Carter. It's the last day of his vacation. He will be back on Wednesday, which is report day. So make sure you're tuned in, signed up for the YouTube channel for all of that. Also, before we get into it, wanted to give a shout out to Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. They're sponsoring all of our Steelers content uh, this season. We will get into that in a little bit. Uh, but Ray, this is our training camp preview video. This, this We're just going to get into it. We're going to talk about the big storylines because soon we're going to be talking about what's happening at camp instead of what might happen at camp. So this, this is our preview video, so let's get into it. The first thing I wanted to talk about, Ray, was position battles, three position battles that I'm keeping an eye on and possibly three that you're keeping an eye on. Um, for me, the list is middle linebacker, cornerback, and left tackle. Obviously, the left tackle situation is, is Broderick Jones trying to go from being a first-round draft pick to being a starter in this offense. Joey Porter Jr. is the second-round pick trying to become um, the starting cornerback. He's battling guys like Levi Wallace out there. Uh, to be the guy opposite Patrick Peterson, and who knows, possibly be the Steelers' number one corner by the end of the season. And I don't know if it's necessarily a position battle at, at, at middle linebacker, but I'm curious to see how guys like Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb are going to fit into this defense. Um, any thoughts on those three, Ray, before we maybe get into some that you might have? Yeah, I mean, I think the big one is Broderick Jones versus Dan Moore. And I, you know, I think when you use the number 14 overall pick on a player – there are expectations there, and I, I know there are. There's a gauntlet of elite edge rushers early in the season. You got Nick Bosa, Max Crosby, Miles um, Garrett is in there in the first month of the season. But if Broderick Jones is ready, um, it's going to be hard for those coaches to hold him back. On the other hand, and this is a possibility. Let's be frank. He only started one full season at Georgia. If he still needs some seasoning. It's perfectly reasonable to have Dan Moore, who's the incumbent starter for the last two years, um, start the season again as the left tackle. I don't think anyone would blink an eye if that happens. But when you get down to the camp battle and people want to see how this guy does, 
I think all eyes are going to be on Broderick Jones. What do you think the likelihood is that he's ready to start the opener against San Francisco, Ray, if you had to put a percent chance on it? It's so hard to say. You know, I was at OTAs in minicamp, and you don't have pads on. So evaluating linemen, um, offensive or defensive linemen, it's extremely hard. I mean, you can go and you can watch their movements and, you know, you could see how they're um, developing chemistry with their teammates. But until they get their pads on, we're, we're not going to know. Um, you know, I think it's a little bit easier to evaluate corners, defensive backs, maybe in that OTA, um, you know, environment. So uh, to, to answer your question, Adam, I don't know. He's a redshirt sophomore who came out two years early. Um, there's a ton of potential there, but I also realize that, you know, when you're 21 going on 22 years old, there is going to be a learning curve there. And I think people have to maybe uh, brace for that a little bit. I'm not saying Dan Moore is going to be the starter um, in week one against San Francisco, but I would not be surprised at all if it turns out that way. Yeah, I think it's it's just a difficult situation with those those you know all those pass rushers coming out of out of the blocks there. Do you think it? That, how much do you think that enters into the situation, knowing that you know he's not going to get a chance to kind of get up to speed before he really starts facing some some tough guys? I mean, you have to. It has to be a consideration if you're the coaching staff and. They've known about that since um, May whatever, whenever the schedule came out in mid-May. They, they've known that for um, weeks and months now. So it's not going to sneak up on them. I think that's definitely going to be a part of this evaluation. On the flip side, the way you could look at it, Adam, is Dan Moore's struggles largely have been in pass protection the last couple of years. I, I think his only edge right now would be his understanding of the playbook um, his experience in the NFL, th- those are factors. Those are very re- real. Will they be enough to hold off a talented young guy in Broderick Jones if he's ready? We'll have to wait and see, but that's certainly part of the calculus, I think, if you're the Steelers coaching staff. Ray, I wanted to talk about the cornerback situation as well. I think we all expect Joey Porter Jr. to play a decent amount, kind of no matter how training camp unfolds. But what does he have to do to kind of establish himself as the man on as the number two corner or maybe the number one corner in Latrobe, or is that possible? Is it is it is he going to come out of training camp with a clear open and shut case for his um, playing time, or do you think it's going to be kind of a gradual transition into taking that role? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're pressed to have Joey Porter um, start right away. Um, I do think it's a possibility. I think it's a strong possibility if Joey Porter Jr. can, can stay healthy. Um, they know what they have in Levi Wallace. I think they view him as a very solid number three. I thought he stepped in last year and did very well as a starter after Akella Witherspoon got hurt. Um, But there's a reason, again, there's a reason why they drafted Roderick Jones. There's a reason why they went out and got Joey Porter. They think his length, his size can be an asset for them on the outside. Um, You know, Levi Wallace, um, you know, he's a good player, but he's not really a guy you want to have out there impress man you can't really change your defense um you know and ask him to do that so um you know I I think the odds are probably better that Joey Porter Jr. will be a starter before Broderick Jones but again he has to go out there and earn it and I think injuries and being on the field is a huge part of this I go back to 2016 Adam Uh, Artie Burns was the number one pick 25 overall really like five or seven picks difference um with Joey Porter Jr. And they needed him to step up and to be a starter 
but he couldn't do it because he got injured in training camp. So all these rookies, they're going to have to stay healthy. They're going to have to practice. And I, I think if they do, you know, all three of them, we haven't mentioned Keanu Benton yet. He'll be squaring off against uh, uh, Montrevious Adams and Brader Fajoko for that battle at nose tackle. I think all three of those rookies have a chance to be starters by the end of camp if they go out and perform well. We also mentioned middle linebacker Ray, Landon Roberts, Cole Holcomb um, are the two you know guys in the mix. What else do you expect from, from that camp battle and, and, and how those guys are going to fit into this defense? Yeah, like you said, it's not really a camp battle as much as it is how, how, how are they going to fit within this defense because it's, it's really been an issue for the Steelers since Ryan Shazier retired. I mean, we can go list all the players they've brought in, free agents and otherwise – who have been disappointments. Jonathan Bostick lasted one year. Um, you know, Joe Schobert lasted one year. There, there, there have been a slew of guys like that. And they really haven't, you know, found a guy who could, you know, stick here for more than one year. Miles Jack was that guy last year. They got rid of him because he had injury concerns. So when I look at that, you know, Cole Holcomb projects as your three-down linebacker. If, um, if he overcomes this foot injury, he didn't practice much in May or June, but if he overcomes this foot injury um, and he's ready to practice from, from the start of camp, um, he's going to be out there in all situations. And then Landon Roberts, a veteran, I think he's your downhill banger, your run stopper. He's going to fit into that old, uh, you know, Vince Williams role, um, you know, who was very good from 2013 until he retired in, in, uh, in 2020. So those are your two options there. Beyond that, there's not a whole heck of a lot, Adam. Mark Robinson is a good young player, but Terrell Austin, the Steelers defensive coordinator, said in June that they really look at him maybe to challenge for a starting position next year, not this year. So that's why they brought in Holcomb as Roberts as free agents. And uh, right now, again, not a camp battle, but sort of a wait and see how are they going to fit into this defense? What kind of uh, what kind of assets will they bring to the uh, to the table this year? Right. Any other positions you're watching? I think you mentioned up front on defense, uh, some of those guys, Keanu Benton. Is there anything beyond that, that that you're curious to see how it unfolds in Latrobe? Yeah, I mean, this is a minor one, but I, I think fans who go to training camp, um, just fans overall want to see if Presley Harvin can uh, hold on to that punter's job again for the third year in a row. Um, he's, again, down in, in, in the league standings in, in, in punting average and net average. I think he's like 28th in, in, in punting average last year. And they brought in Braden Mann, who was, uh, you know, kind of a middle-of-the-pack punter for the Jets. They 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 cut him. The Steelers picked him up um, in the spring. So we'll see if that's a good camp battle. But uh, other than that, you know, safety, strong safety. you got Keanu Neal versus DeMonte Casey. That's kind of like inside linebacker. It's not so much um, who's going to be the starter because they're both going to play a lot. It's just how do they fit within the defense? So those are really the two others that I'm looking at. And I, you know, like we said at the top, Adam, I think it's going to be a fascinating camp for fans to watch you attend those practices up there. Um, there's a lot to decide. In other years, you have set starting positions, maybe one or two battles. This year, you could have four or five that you could watch on any given day where you could see, you know, starter against an up and coming guy who who's looking to unseat them. And we will be tracking all of that for you on the North Shore Drive. We're also going to have daily updates on the YouTube channel from Latrobe. Um, Ray, you're going to be recording some. Brian Batko, Jerry Dulac, um, they're going to be giving you know short reports of, of what they saw at practice. Get out there. They will have the scoop for you. 
Ray, we are going to come back and talk about Camp Phenom picks. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. Um, They're our sponsor for this episode. There's no better place to get windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local local Pella Windows and Doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started planning on your new windows and doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. We will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ray, we are back on the North Shore Drive podcast talking picks for Camp Phenom. Every year, that's really what people want to know is who is the person who's going to come from off the radar and and maybe assert themselves as a roster player. Jalen Warren, I think, was that guy last year. They also want to know who, you know, of those draft picks that we mentioned or uh, free agent veterans are going to come in and really impress in ways that we're maybe not prepared for. Um, so I wanted to ask you first, Ray, about a couple of guys that I know are very popular with our listeners and the fans here. The first one is Corey Trice, the seventh round pick from Purdue at cornerback. A lot of people have heaped, heaped expectations on him saying he's just as good as Joey Porter Jr. The Steelers are going to be set at corner for a long time. I think that's a lot to expect from a seventh round pick, Ray. But what say you about his ability to maybe come in here and impress some people? Yeah, he was certainly impressive in OTAs. Uh, he's an even bigger corner than Joey Porter Jr. is. But, you know, let's pump the brakes a little bit on, uh, you know, declaring him as, you know, to be, um, you know, a, a starting corner here at any point. Um, he's a seventh round pick for a reason. I think injuries played a role in that. Um, but again, probably not the only thing, you know, I, I think in the big 10, um, you know, he did have his, his ups and downs, obviously being able to stay on the field with injuries was, was a big part of that. So we'll see if he can do that in the NFL, if he can stay healthy, um, I think he's a guy that can be utilized anytime that you have a big, long corner like that, a guy who um, Grady Brown, the, the secondary coach said on the night he was drafted can play safety in the NFL just because of, of his size. You know, he's a, a big six, three over 200 pound type of a uh, uh, defensive back. So there's some versatility there as well. So yeah, I, I think a lot for people to be excited about there. I think certainly he's going to be one of the rookies that people will be watching, but in terms of him having a role this year, I think if anything, if he's going to get a helmet on Sundays, he'll have to earn that by playing special teams. I think, you know, projecting him into the secondary right now as we sit here, I'm not expecting that. Another name that I know a lot of fans love, Ray, is Hakeem Butler. He was the uh, free agent signing from, um, I think he was playing in the XFL. I forget which team, maybe it was St. Louis, but he put up some big numbers there. He, he put up some decent numbers in college as well. So I know a lot of people have been talking about him as maybe someone who can come in and assert himself at the receiver position. What do you think about that pick that I think a lot of Steelers fans are making? 
Yeah, Butler's an interesting guy. He was um, he came out of Iowa State about five years ago. Had a lot of buzz just because he was a big, tall guy. I think I want to say he's six five or so. Um, you know, could run. He put up good numbers at the combine, but it never worked out for him in the NFL. He ended up being a third round pick. Um, just bounced around. Obviously, now coming from the XFL, and he's kind of like the opposite of Trice. You know, Trice stood out, um, made a lot of plays in OTAs and minicamp. Hakeem Butler was kind of quiet, you know, had some drops, didn't really do a whole heck of a lot. So I, I think that's a guy, if he's going to get on the radar up at St. Vincent, he'd do it, he'd better do it pretty soon because first week or so, because he was not impressive at all when I watched him in the spring over at the South Side. Ray, who are some guys that you're looking at, either who are squarely on the radar or maybe off of, of some fans' radar? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think when you look at the fullback position, I think there's the full expectation that that Connor Hayward is going to kind of transition and be that tight end slash H back slash fullback when you need him this year. But if you want to talk about a camp phenom, I think a guy who is going to get on the radar with fans, it's going to be Monty Potterbaum, the fullback out of Iowa. Um, You know, he is a guy who could play special teams. If he's really, really good, maybe he could force his way onto the practice squad. I don't really see them forcing him like into a 53-man roster spot as a rookie unless he's really, really, really good. But that's a guy to keep an eye on. I, I think fans in Pittsburgh love fullbacks for whatever reason. They want to see more of them. Um, we didn't get to see Potterbaum much in, in OTAs, obviously, because fullbacks are like offensive linemen, and you're not going to be able to tell anything about them until they put the pads on. But I can assure you, just watching him in college and just talking to people about the type of player he is, I think he's a guy – who's going to get on the radar pretty quick up in Latrobe. I think we talked off air a little bit about Keanu Benton as well. Just get into him a little bit more and and what your expectations are of him, what he did in OTAs and training camp, and why there's some optimism around him as as we head up to Latrobe. Yeah, I mean, you know, second-round pick, I don't don't think he would be off the radar, but um, he's a guy who I think could, uh, of all the rookies, he could become a starter the quickest. Um, You know, Montrevious Adams – uh, was signed off the Saints practice squad back in late late in 2021 season, was the starter again last season, but he, he's just okay, right? He, like he doesn't really affect the pass rush. He hasn't had a sack since he's been with the Steelers. I think he's okay in the running game. Keanu Benton can do both, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can do that in practices and the preseason games um, to the point where the coaches will say, okay, we're going to trust you. You're going to be our starter as a rookie. Um, they did that back in 2016 with Javon Hargrave. Um, Hargrave was was the starter by week one. He was a third-round pick. If Keanu Benton shows some of the same attributes, if, if he can um, uh, rush the passer the way Hargrave did as a rookie, I think he's a guy who could unseat Adams and could be in that starting lineup relatively quickly, perhaps even by week one against the 49ers. I think George Pickens might be disqualified from being the pick for Camp Phenom, Ray, but uh... – are your expectations of him that, that we see a, a much improved player? Because obviously a lot of players make a big league from year one to year two. And I think there's – Christopher Carter and I have talked a lot on this show about, you know, can he be a more effective route runner? Can he find more separation? Um, is that something that you, you you could see him wowing fans with and maybe being in some ways a camp phenom for a second year in a row, even though he is, you know, possibly, you know, certainly the number two receiver and maybe working on number one? 
Yeah, I mean, he certainly was the phenom last year with with the plays he made. I specifically remember, you know, Pickens going up against Minka Fitzpatrick and drills and, you know, winning those drills. And um, he, he just did something spectacular every single day. When I look at Pickens this year, you know, good numbers for a rookie. 800-plus uh, receiving yards, four touchdowns. Um, I think he can do e- even more. But, uh, you know, you, you brought up um, an important aspect of his development is, is that route running. Um, you know, he's always open, Adam, just because he's a freak athlete and he's a bigger receiver. But if you don't have to throw into such tight windows, I think it would be all the more appetizing for Kenny Pickett to maybe target him a little bit more. So we'll see how that develops this year. Um, you know, I, I think you're right, you know, from rookie season to year two, that's always the biggest leap in development. You know, guys understand the playbook. They're comfortable. They're familiar with their surroundings. Everything isn't new to them anymore. So, yeah, I mean, if Pickens can get up over a 1,000 yards this season, maybe double his touchdown production from four to eight or somewhere in that area, I think that would be a very good second season for George Pickens uh, with the Steelers. Ray, when we come back, I want to talk about guys that are going to be fighting for those last roster spots you mentioned earlier with with Corey Trice and, and special teams. Who are the guys who might you know, make the roster through special teams? James Harrison, I think, comes to mind. Guys, guys who can do that and then eventually become parts of of the Steelers roster. And then also talk about some guys who maybe are not going to make this roster. Who would be maybe a bit of a surprise for the Steelers to cut once they have to go down to fifty three men. But before we do that, I want to talk about another sponsor, our Game Time. Um, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. Get fla- exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PITT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PIT, P-I-T-T, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back on the North Shore Drive podcast, I'm Adam Bittner. He's Ray Fittipaldo, our Steelers insider. Ray wanted to talk about the, these final roster spots. They're always very intriguing. Guys who might be playing late in preseason games, trying to make their bid to say, hey, I belong on this roster. There's no super obvious place for me you know, in the starting lineup, but I could be a useful player at some point. And then also guys who, who could be on the bubble that are established veterans who are going in, you know, having been on the roster for two, three seasons maybe, there's always a, a few surprises of guys who, who get cut. So, Ray, let me start with the guys who, who you expect to, to maybe be on that fringe of, of making the roster and fighting um, that, that you think fans should keep an eye on. Yeah, I think look, look to the trenches. I, you know, I think Kendrick Green, a third-round pick, um, just a couple of years ago started as a rookie. I don't know where he fits on the 53-man roster, to be honest with you. He was working back at center again in the spring, but – I think all expectations are that, uh, you know, uh, Nate Herbig will, will be the backup center. So uh, Kendrick Green is certainly one um, guy. And then, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Dotson, um, 
there's no position flexibility there. He, he's not a starting left guard anymore. That's why they signed Isaac Sayamalu. And usually if you're going to be dressing on the game day roster, you want to have guard tackle or guard center flexibility. And, and Dotson doesn't offer any of that. He, he's strictly a guard. So I, I think there's a better chance that Dotson is on the roster um, than Green. But again, there's, you know, making up that 46 uh, man game day roster, it's going to be interesting to see how they view um, Kevin Dotson. And then if you want to flip it over to defense, I think they're deeper on the defensive line than they have been for years, Adam. Um, how about a guy like Isaiah Lavermilk? Um, fifth round pick a couple of years ago, got a couple starts as a rookie, but, um, you know, I think, I don't want to say disappointing, but I think people are looking, um, you know, for, for a little bit more from him this season. Uh, we mentioned Braden Fehoko um, a couple of uh, uh, segments back. Uh, he's a nose tackle they brought in from the Chargers. Um, so there, there's there's numbers there. There are eight or nine guys, and we all know they're probably only going to s- keep six or seven. You know, Armand Watts is another guy they brought in from the Bears, signed as a free agent. So there are numbers there, and it's going to be interesting to see how the coaches um, sort of slot those guys on the first uh, on the first depth chart. You know, where are those guys going to be? Who has to jump who to get into the conversation to be on that roster come uh, early September? There's a couple guys that I wanted to ask you about. One was Spencer Anderson, the seventh-round pick from Maryland, um, offensive lineman. I think he's pretty unpolished. Do you think there's a place for him on on this roster? Is he looking like a possible uh, uh, practice squad guy for you? Yeah, I'd say practice squad. Um, They drafted him because of his versatility. I think he started games at every position, college, center, guard, and tackle. So, you know, when you're looking at constructing – future 53-man rosters, I think those are the guys that add value to their team. You know, we just got done talking about it in the opposite way with with Dotson. There's no versatility there. When you have a guy who can play all three, um, that's very much wanted. You remember Chris Hubbard from a few years back? Chris Hubbard, um, you know, came up as a guard, but he could play center, ended up starting games as a tackle, and then he signed a big $35 million uh, dollar contract w- with the Browns. And uh, I think he's still in the league. Um, I think he, I, he definitely finished on the Browns roster last year. So there's a guy who, um, you know, did it the hard way. You know, you came up as an unknown undrafted free agent. Um, and, uh, you know, he stuck in the league for, you know, six or seven years because of, of that versatility. I'm not comparing Spencer Anderson to, to Hubbard in any way. He's got a lot to prove in that vein, but when you're an offensive lineman, and you could offer that versatility. Coaching staffs uh, sit up and pay attention. So I don't see an avenue to, to the 53-man roster this year, but I definitely think he's a guy that they're probably going to want to evaluate closely and see if he fits on that practice squad uh, for this season. Another guy I wanted to ask about, Ray, as a potential you know candidate to not make the roster that would surprise a lot of people, I think, is Allen Robinson at receiver, uh, the Penn State guy. They obviously traded for him with the Los Angeles Rams in the offseason season. He could fill a role with with the Steelers, but I, I think we've seen him struggle in a few different places in, in recent years. Does he have to show? Like, does he have to look good in this training camp, or could he possibly be in trouble if he he doesn't show out a little bit? No, I, I think he's your number three receiver. I think the only way he would be on the cut line, Adam, is if there was like a bad injury, and they say, okay, well, we just all we did was trade a seventh round pick, and you know we'll move on. But I, I think there are expectations. For Allen Robinson, I'm not saying he's going to 
put up numbers he once did with the Bears or the Jaguars when he was a younger player in this league, but they're looking for a number three receiver. Um, you know, they like Calvin Austin, but Calvin Austin was injured last year and spent the entire season on IR. So there's no, um, you know, there's no track record there with, with Calvin Austin. There's a definite track record with Allen Robinson. He's been a good player in this league for a long time. But as you mentioned, you know, the injury. So if he could stay injury-free, um, if he can get back to, to playing 16, 17 games a season, I don't think there's any reason why he couldn't put up 40, 50 catches, maybe four or 500 yards, and just be that solid veteran in the slot that you need to have success in any offense in the NFL. Interesting. You said 40, 50 catches. How many targets do you think he, he could get? Because I talked to Paul Zeiss on, on you know our YouTube channel a couple of weeks ago, and we said, oh, if he got 50 targets, that would be good. You think he could be threatening 60, 70 targets? If he stays healthy, I, I don't see any reason why not. You know, they're they're going to be a running team. Uh, Deontay Johnson is going to be – he's going to lead the team in targets again. We could have an argument about who's going to have more yards and more catches by the end of the year, but I think Johnson's going to get the most targets, and then it's going to be Pickens, and then I think it's going to be Allen Robinson. And then I think you'll see, like, Gunnar Olszewski, if he's on the roster, Calvin Austin, so on and so forth. That's There's a clear pecking order, one, two, three – and I think there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, four, five, six, um, you know, down the road. So, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, depending on on how um, how those games are going, how much they have to throw, you know, three, four targets a game um, for Allen Robinson. You project that over um, uh, you project that over 17 games. That's over 60 targets. So I think, yeah, 40 or 50 catches is, is definitely doable for him. Ray, I'll get you out of here on this. It seems like, you know, every year now or, or regularly the Steelers sometimes make a move in Steelers training camp. I think Joe Hayden is, is the quintessential pick that he was not in the mix until late in the summer, and then he became a key part of the Steelers' secondary for a period of years. Are there any deals that you're looking at that they could potentially make, either on the trade market or with what's left in free agency, um, that could bolster their depth and, and maybe – you know, create a, a, a situation where you have a, a good player that you weren't expecting going into the season? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the one position to watch is inside linebacker, and I, I think that's for a couple of reasons. They're not blessed with depth at that position. Mark Robinson is probably your top backup, and you have Tanner Muse, and then you have Bethel Park and WVU's Nick Kwiatkowski after that. And Nick's really only played special teams in the league the last two seasons. So there's not a lot of depth there. Um, so if there is an injury, I think that's one position to watch. And I think there's an added layer to this conversation when you consider Cole Holcomb's injury status. Um, he's coming off that foot injury. Um, one thing to watch on Wednesday is who who starts camp on the pup list. You know, is is Holcomb a guy who still needs another couple of weeks to, to heal from that injury? Or is he going to be ready to go? I, I think that's a very important thing for fans to watch on Wednesday. And, I you know, I think that that foot's going to be a constant storyline as we, uh, you know, look towards a regular season. So Quan Alexander was in here for a visit in June. He remains unsigned. There's a couple of other inside linebackers, veterans who also remain unsigned. So I think that's the one position to watch, depending on injuries, of course, um, that, uh, you know, fans should keep an eye on throughout August and uh, early September before uh, they announce their 53-man roster. Is Kevin Van Noy a possibility? Yeah, Kyle Van Noy is a vet, you know, formerly of the Patriots. Um, he's bounced around a little bit the last couple of years. So he's a guy 32 or three, 33 years old. He could play inside. He could play outside. 
Um, so there's some versatility there. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's another name to keep an eye on. For whatever reason, inside linebackers, um, you know, didn't have a lot of, um, uh, you know, in free agency, didn't lot of, have a lot of activity. I think Alexander started a bunch of games for the Jets last year. He remains unsigned. Van Noy also started some games last year. So we'll see how that plays out. I think maybe, you know, uh, you know agents are just uh, telling their clients, hey, sit back wait to see if there's an injury, and then we'll pounce on the first opportunity in training camp. And I think you could very well see that with guys like Alexander and Van Noy as, um, you know, August turns to uh, to September and these these preseason games and these uh, injuries inevitably, inevitably uh, take place. Well, Ray, that's all I got for you today other than stay stay cool up there. I think it's going to be hot as we get late in the week. Any any tips for fans on, on maybe some little honey holes you know to go to to, to kind of beat the heat if it gets too hot? Stay in the shade, bring plenty of water. There's not a lot of shade up there, but uh, you got to be creative and you got to find it. But yeah, I think I saw what 92, 93 Thursday and Friday. It's going to be a brutal first week. Thank goodness for those players. The pads don't come on until next Tuesday. Yeah, that is good for them. And, you know, hopefully that'll be good for the fans too when things cool down a little bit. But, Ray, thanks for joining us. And just a reminder, everyone, please subscribe to the channel. We're going to have so much Steelers training camp content this week. You'll be hearing from Ray every day, Brian Backo, Jerry Dulac. They'll be up there. Your regular host, Christopher Carter, will be back on the North Shore Drive on Wednesday. So um, now's the time to hop on board if you haven't already, if you're just discovering us for the first time. Please pop a like on the uh, on the video. Help us out with the YouTube algorithm. And a reminder, we got a great new deal down in the description. Uh, th- $0.99 cents for three months of access to everything I'm writing, everything Ray's writing, everything all of our Steelers writers are doing. Everything our Pirates Raiders are doing is they're getting into the trade deadline here and interesting points in the season. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're signed up, and we will talk to you all again soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you're watching this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For six months of digital access to post-gazette.com for just $6, click the link down below in the description.